You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 125. Hi, Thomas Miller back with you again with an audiobook excerpt. I don't think I've ever done this before. Maybe I've done a couple of little excerpts, but this podcast is mostly going to be an excerpt from the book that I'm recording. In fact, as strange as this may sound, I literally just finished recording this section of about eight and a half minutes that I'm going to play for you. And I thought, oh my goodness, that right there is a podcast. And by the way, just as an aside, as I'm recording this, all eyes in September of 2017 are on Hurricane Irma, which has taken its sights on the state of Florida. And in Florida, I have a cousin who is very dear to me who lives in Tampa. She has evacuated. She's not going to be there. College friends in St. Augustine, coaching clients up and down the state. Our buddy Jason Hansra, who we had on a previous podcast, is right down there in the middle of everything where all the action is supposed to be. And I have many other friends who I've known, worked with, been acquaintances, Facebook friends, etc. in the state of Florida. And I just would say I am sending all kinds of energy that that thing blows back out to sea, but thoughts and prayers are certainly with you. Now, why I wanted to do this podcast and this excerpt for this podcast, one is just to make you aware of what I'm doing lately. And by the way, I have a new website that I did. You know, I've got this website builder that I got a hold of, and I've just been going crazy. So here's a URL you can check out. Go to freddodsonaudiobooks.com and check out what we did there. Pretty cool site where you can see all of the audiobooks that I've recorded for Fred in one place with links directly to Audible. So you can go there, freddodsonaudiobooks.com, do your shopping or your perusing of all 14 books, and then you can just link right over to Audible and pick one up. How about that? Would love to have you drop in over there. The second reason I wanted to do this was just to keep you abreast of what I'm working on, and this is what I happen to be doing right now. So when I read this section of the current book, I thought of you. The book is called Realms of Consciousness. It's out in book form. It will be out soon in audiobook form. And it is the third in the series now of Levels of Energy. So you've heard me talk so many times about Levels of Energy on the podcast. And then Fred did Spectral Consciousness, Levels of Energy, Book 2. And that you can find that on the website, the freddodsonaudiobooks.com website. And then this is Realms of Consciousness, Levels of Energy, Number 3. And it really does truly take levels of energy to a higher level. Now, if you wanted to just get a peek over my shoulder or a glimpse into my consciousness right now, This material that you're going to hear captures it perfectly. And you know, for the last about two years, almost, since I came up here to Aspen, I've been reading most of that time. Most of the days that I'm here, I'm reading from an audiobook. And that's how we've been cranking out so many over this period of time. Well, what that has done is created an immersion into this material. It's the same that you would get, basically, if you read and listened at the same time and then did each book about three or four times. That's about the level of immersion that I get from reading it. So if you wanted to replicate that, that's about what you would do, is absorb it by reading and listening. And if you really wanted to get the sense of it, is you would almost verbalize the words as you're reading and as I'm talking. But I'll tell you from personal experience, Slowly but surely, it has methodically shifted my psyche to where I'm in tune with this material. 
So now I'm sitting in the studio reading along and some section pops up like this and it just jumps off the page because I'm living that. Haven't read this before. Haven't seen this before. So that hasn't permeated the subconscious yet. And yet being in tune with the material to this level, it's just there. And the thing that this section talks about is reducing the thoughts in your mind so that your intuitive voice can get louder and louder and you start listening to that voice. Fred's words are beautiful here. I'm going to let them speak for themselves. So this is an excerpt from chapter four, about the middle of the chapter, from Realms of Consciousness, Levels of Energy, book number three. Not confined by the mind. Here's an experiment. Try being thought-free for three minutes, not having any thoughts at all. No thoughts. Zero. Nothing. Okay, maybe that's too optimistic. So let's start out with 30 seconds. Can you stay thought-free for 30 seconds? All right, maybe I first have to explain why it's a good idea to do so. I have nothing against the mind. A tool can come in handy when living on planet Earth. It can tell you to wear a raincoat when it's pouring, solve math problems at the grocers, and collect information from Wikipedia. As long as you are the boss, it's a nice tool to have. The thing is that as humans, we tend to allow the mind to run too much of our lives and even decide stuff outside of its jurisdiction. The mind is a recording and playback device. It records events, words, and images, and then plays them back when it thinks those recordings would be helpful in various situations. So, when you're going on a date with a new potential partner and your mind plays the records of when you got dumped by your ex and what a traumatic experience that was, see what I'm saying? The mind's suggestions are not always helpful. You needn't be confined by the mind. In fact, regaining a little governance over your mind will give you more energy and aliveness, a new sense of clarity and inner peace. Why? Because you are not the mind, and you can more easily discover what you are, a much lighter, more free, more humorous and loving being. When you silence the mind a little, you reduce the voice in your head and enter the choice in your heart. Confined by the mind, you don't make any choices, but just let the mind run your day. Some people are so overwhelmed by the mind, they say, all right, just tell me what to do and I'll succumb. When the normal mind is silent, the higher mind comes in. The higher mind does not access only what was experienced in the past. It can imagine things not yet experienced. It can put its attention out into the universe and retrieve information not recorded by the mind device. Silencing the mind does not equal stupidity, but rather being henceforth run by intuition. Intuition is the soul, the higher self, seeing and speaking. If there's too much mind overlay, you can't hear that gentle and playful voice of higher self. Let me put it differently. Imagine a light projector projecting light onto a wall. The wall appears as a white canvas. You then put a slide on the projector and the picture shows up on the wall. That's all good and well. Now you are experiencing this picture. But the mind goes overboard by putting dozens and even hundreds of slides on the wall, like some kind of nervous child. 
What then happens is that you don't see any picture anymore, just a blob of chaos and darkness. Silencing the mind is like removing those slides bit by bit until the pure white light of consciousness shines again. Well, it doesn't shine again. It was always shining, but now you can see it again. You feel lighter and more free. Your soul is the projector projecting the light. That's attention and energy. The light moves through various filters, the slides, that are added by the mind. If there is chaos in your life, it's because there are too many slides and the slides don't match. So rather than getting the slides to match, it would be more enlightening to just remove a whole batch of them. Isn't it interesting that the word light in English means both shining energy and something non-heavy? Another benefit of a clear canvas is that when your mind does project an image, it more easily and clearly manifests. Nothing much can manifest if you already have 10,000 slides piled upon each other. I've been teaching an awesome, wonderful, delightful little exercise for the past 10 years called Copying Thoughts. When I teach it, the minds of many people go, So what? I don't understand how that exercise could be useful. Of course, the mind would not understand what goes beyond it. Copying thoughts works like this. You simply think every thought that comes up, consciously or deliberately. No, no, not all day, just now and then. This is especially awesome when you're feeling emotional pain. Do you know where emotional heaviness comes from? It comes from piling up way too many thoughts. The heaviness of the slides pile feels like emotional heaviness. Copying thoughts is like taking the many slides into your hand deliberately, which makes it easy then to let them go. Thinking your thoughts consciously helps you release them. You'll notice that when you're in emotional pain, that your mind is going crazy. And as you think every thought consciously, that speedy, panicky craziness subsides and the turbulence recedes. You'll notice that the thoughts you were thinking are quite insane and wonder where the mind picks up all this garbage. It picks this garbage up from the collective subconscious, from certain negative energy levels. So you notice that many of these thoughts aren't even yours. Notice what your mind does, for example, when your spouse criticizes or attacks you. It goes something like this. He or she is criticizing me again. That's awful. What did I do wrong? He or she is wrong. Definitely wrong. Did I make a mistake? My life is miserable. When will this ever end? I want him or her to leave, to just be free. Or if I do leave, then I'll be lonely. Should I be okay with being lonely? Being lonely is bad. Being lonely is good for me. But I'm not gone yet, so I'm not actually lonely. I just need a day to myself. I don't need to be gone altogether, just a few days to myself. Or one day. What about our trip planned for tomorrow? Okay, I'll have to create an argument the day after tomorrow so that we can still do the trip together. I don't actually want to leave. I just wish that they would stop assaulting me. I mean, he or she is so aggressive and mean. Marriage is not all it was cooked up to be. Maybe I should just take a walk. I feel hurt. No, I don't feel hurt. I feel fine. I could feel fine if I wanted, but I feel hurt. It's okay to feel hurt. Or is it? No, it's not okay to feel hurt because hurt indicates a problem. Houston, we have a problem. 
that has nothing to do with Houston. Now, Whitney Houston, she had a problem, though. This happened before, and it'll happen again. Oh, God, she's going to attack me again. Fuck her. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Or am I being unfair? This needs some serious discussion. Ah, forgot to go shopping. Are the shops open until 6 today or 8? I can't remember. If people could actually hear how the mind sounds, it would be like listening to a mental patient. And all of that just because someone criticized another for not doing the dishes. Now, when you consciously view your thought process with the help of techniques such as noting or copying thoughts, all this stillness ceases to be, and there is just peace. So let me ask you again. Can you be thought-free for three minutes, or at least thought-reduced for three minutes, where you're not overthinking things? I'm not talking about suppressing thought here. That would make you a dullard. Instead, I'm asking you to observe, to look, and to take out the turbulence, to use the mind to calm the mind. These thoughts on the screen point to a place beyond thought, beyond opinion, beyond heaviness, and beyond turbulence. Further afield, you discover pure awareness, that which is aware of mind. Later on, you'll discover that this observer-witness self was also part of the mind, and that there is an even more superordinate consciousness presence, and so forth, all the way to enlightenment. So you've heard enough right there just to work on over the next week. Take the challenge on to reduce your thoughts, reduce your thinking, transfer that or shift that to observation awareness, attention, and start to listen to that intuitive voice. You can do the muscle testing like we've talked about on podcasts. This is the crux of the coaching program that I've been working on. So if you'd like to do a deeper dive, just go to the website Subconscious Mind Mastery Coaching tab and sign up for four coaching sessions and we'll work on it together. But this is how you start to not live in the human realm and you start to live in the intuitive, higher self, divine realm. This is how you do it. It's just been outlined in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope this helps you this week. And if you get a good story or have a good story of how this has worked for you, send it to me. I'd love to share it with other people. Thomas at SubconsciousMindMastery.com Or you can always go to the website and do the contact box. It's new and redesigned. How about that? I will look forward to hearing your stories of reduced mind chatter. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.